Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 4, Episode 10, titled Dilts, Dads I'd Like to Frock. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one delicioso daddy. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I'm working with a dilk. A dad I'd like to kill. <laughs> to Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. Josefina, how Hello. are you? Muy buen, gracias. Hmm. You know, it's funny, you know, as of this recording, we were recording on August 22nd, 2022, my cousin mm-hmm. is in Florida right now, in a yes. town in a town called Brandon. Yes, which I think is kind of close to you in terms of much closer than East LA, where he's from. That is true. Yeah, that is true. And, I can get uh, there within a day. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can get to Los Angeles within a day within a day as well. And uh, I, I had originally, but things are different outside of California. But I had originally said, oh, you guys should hang out. But then you informed me that Brandon is like an hour away. Yeah, it's about an hour, hour plus away. That's too far so, to ask. Like, even though my cousin posted things from Tampa today. Well, I mean, Tampa is, you figure, Tampa is a half an hour from me. Mm-hmm. Brandon is an hour from me. So therefore, oh, okay. it would be, it would be like, yeah, that's the halfway point. Oh, uh, okay. So Tampa's not as What did he do in Tampa? Went to some museum or something like that. But I did think of you because he doesn't listen to any of the. He doesn't know about this universe of. Sh- I mean, he knows the universe of shows exists, but he has mm-hmm. no point of reference. He goes, "I called him this morning, and and uh, he goes, uh, I'm I'm walking to the supermarket. Girl, they have the most amazing supermarket here. And I go, Publix. And he goes, Yes, you've heard of this place. And I go, oh, Yeah, this fat faggot friend of mine. Talks about all the time. <laughs> he talks about their cake all the time. He yeah, throws tantrum when his husband buys the wrong cake. Yeah, I go like I know about that place. Yeah, and he pub loves sub. it. Did he get a pub sub? I'm girl. No, because he is such a California food person. But like, uh, I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's a, it's a sub. It's like a hoagie. I can't um, ever imagine a world where Richard orders a hoagie. I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay, but it is. I would the pub. The pub. You you would, and should you ever come down here, you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I always take everybody to to get a pub sub. That's just sort of a that's sort of a little baby tradition that we do down here. Mm-hmm. Um, because because most people in my life aren't exclusive enough or aren't high enough up on the social ladder to get the blueberry burger. So I just figure I just kind of slum it with everybody and do the pub sub. I had to make but my own. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's lunch meat and you can get all different types of it, but there's something about the bread that is really, really good. And that's kind of, that is the main, that is the piece de resistance of a pub sub is when they have really, really good bread. That being said, it like goes stale in like, like this. So if you don't get the bread when it's fresh out of the oven, it, it is like, it can get where it's a little like stale and that's well, not as good. I'm going to tell you something. That's a good sign of a good sandwich. Because then they have all those bread preservatives, you know? No, no. Publix, when you walk into Publix, I always think this is weird that there are times that I've had to go to the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. usually we go to lunch someplace like with fried food. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And the bathroom is right next to the bakery. Mm-hmm. So while you're in there, it smells like baked goods. But you're, you know, combating that with 
<laughs> the war going on in your stomach. Well, it's very it, weird. I, I hate this kind of humor, but I, I'm also a person that has to do a joke when it comes up. It's so like you buy a loaf after pinching a loaf is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. Taylor, I have a story for you that I, I before we started the show, I said, you know, this is the kind of story that I would have told on catching up. And mm-hmm. it happened today. And I need to tell you this story. Cause, and here's the okay. thing. And it, let me tell you this. My brother's involved. My parents are involved. And it's one of these stories that is so cuckoo bananas. I even called my brother today and said, I might need to interview you for this story because I think if I just tell this story, we'll, we'll, we'll let you be the judge of this. If I just mm-hmm. tell you this story, people won't believe it. It is so unbelievable that they'll think it's a lie. Okay. Anybody who listens to this channel, mm-hmm. this network, mm-hmm. and has heard a Betty Batant story yeah. knows that you are speaking the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be one, I, I think, this is going to be up there in the 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 echelon, the, the Mount Rushmore of Betty stories. So, okay, so so the Mount, the Mount Rushmore is... For you. The prison your sandwich. Prison sandwich. Okay. Personal ones, yeah. Prison sandwich. Um... Her hiding out behind the garage, the one oh, night yeah. in the middle of the night, uh-huh. um, and the running down the street in the middle of COVID. <laughs> okay, but, but well, and also the one that you heard too. When remember when she thought I was having a heart attack? That's more of a you story. That isn't so much oh. of a Betty story. That you, one, that one, I still giggle about. That. You know, I'm giggling about the joke you made right before we. St- I keep, I keep picturing it in my head, and it, <laughs> it, it, I just, I can't. So uh, among my friends, actually, their version, I mean, they know the prison sandwich story, but their prison sandwich story is my mom losing the cake. Um, I've told this before. When my mom, baked, my mom was having a church meeting here and she baked the cake and then she lost it. <laughs> I do remember yes, that now. Yeah. Yes. So they love that story. Chris, my friend, always loved the story. We, one time they were at his house with my brother and his family and stuff like that. And this is when Danielle was pregnant of... um. Uh, my my younger niece and Danielle was staying on the ocean, like on the in front of the oat, like the tide with my brother. And my mom went out screaming. I just had a party, by the way. There's people there, <laughs> like Danielle, get away! The a tide will pull out your uterus, you know. <laughs> and everyone at the party was like, "What did she just say?" Because my mom thought that, that the pull of the tide would remove my sister-in-law's <laughs> uterus. <laughs> And what I'm telling you right now, maybe people have other stories they're posting, is I feel, that maybe I'm wrong, that this story, now this story involves both of my parents, I will say. It's not just Betty Batanz, it's Betty and Joe Batanz, right, mm-hmm. uh, are involved in the story. But today was my niece Lucy's first day back to school. Okay. Sixth grade, okay. And my niece Molly started a week ago in high school. Okay. Okay. So my parents today decided they were going to send them a uh, a little like meme, I guess. So they don't know what memes are, but but with my parents' limited sense of like something cool to say, I hope you had a really good day at uh, school. And so I guess they must have found this app or whatever that allows you to using uh, AI. They put a picture of their their faces, you know, the picture of themselves, uh-huh. and it, the AI turns it into them singing a song. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, my parents have also had a thing where they're trying to find a way to connect 
with my nieces. Uh-huh. And so they're trying to uh, give, the, like, they're trying to, like, pick songs they would like. So I guess my guess, this is my guess, is that they sent a song that they thought, they must have been, like, the most popular song or something. They're like, oh, the girls will love this, right? My brother, two or three hours ago, calls me. What the fuck did mom and dad <laughs> just send my daughters? Okay. They sent two videos. I'm going to send the first one. I'm gonna send, and this first one is just them. Okay. But it's the same song for both. The same song for I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you when it's delivered. It's the same song for both. Oh, it's there. You have it. Um, okay. I'll have to play for the audience later. All right. So it's little. Oh, wait. I can. Okay. It doesn't matter. So do you want me to hold it up to the. Uh, you know, uh, yes. Why don't you do that? Okay. Okay. Now from the top, make it chop. I was jokingly going to say, did they send them WAP? Then they sent one with all four grandparents. <laughs> oh, no. can you imagine my nieces are in school and they're like oh grandma and grandpa sent us these videos my parents were mortified and they, they go, should be. They go, Joey, we deleted it from our phone. I go, that doesn't do anything to delete it from your phone. I think they thought that they deleted it from their phone and deleted it from all devices. From, from, the, from the internet, from the interwebs. Yeah, and then they also sent it to the in-laws. Oh, God. are super religious, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's funny because I hear that and I go, I didn't have the videos. I go, Mike. You need to send me those videos. Right. So, yeah. So, Doofus is already saying, I think it was Doofus or Trots. I can't remember who. It's like, he doesn't believe the story. Right? And uh, I'm going to have to interview him and the kids. What? Okay. So, have the girls seen your grandparents or talked to them or thanked them for the videos? Or I don't know, actually. I don't know. That's a good question. If they come up the stairs, ask my parents. Okay. I'll, I'll stop the show to ask me a breaking news. Uh, That's a good question. I don't think that the, I have never seen your mother before. Oh, really? You? Uh, you look more like your mom than your dad. Is that what people tell you? Or do people tell you you look more like your dad than your mom? They don't ever comment. When I was growing up, they said I looked just like my dad. I think, I think what's funny is you see younger pictures. It's truly a, a combination because definitely our pictures when I was young where I look at my dad when he was young. Uh, definitely young pictures of my mom where I look at my mom. Um, yeah. Anyway. I, I love that your brother's father-in-law has on a shirt that says, you bet your bocce balls I'm Italian. Oh, he, he <laughs> my brother and his father. I, I could do literally an entire show on my dad's brother, my dad's father. He is such an annoying character. 
Um, so here's the deal. Let me let me tell you this story. There, okay, he is such a character. I don't even know where to start with him, but what I'll say is I know I say where are my favorites? Where's that? Let me see. See all. Okay, guys. Why did they pick that song? Because I'm sure that they thought uh because it just says WAP. Yeah, and it was number one. Yeah. So and they also did it with a guy that's very Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were listening. Anyway, so he's a very silly man, right? He does silly things. I would say the closest person I would say he's like, he's like a real life. Imagine this person in real life, though. Imagine this person in real life. But imagine Michael Scott in real life. And that's okay. my that's my brother's father-in-law. My okay. brother's father-in-law is an Italian Michael Scott. Okay. Okay. Puts his foot in his mouth and everything like that. So one time I, I, we, I go, my parents are fairly close with them. So like some holidays I go there and I was at the holiday and they had just come back from a cruise mm-hmm. and they had bought one of those portraits on the cruise, you know, mm-hmm. those like, fancy portraits. And you know, you could choose from a variety of portraits and they chose one and they were so, they had it just, I'm going to say a giant portrait in the house, like over the piano. And I was like, this is the greatest photo I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right? So I took a picture of it. Uh-huh. Soon after, my friend, my friend, her husband came home one day and asked her for a divorce. And oh. she was crestfallen. She was really a, a blubbering mess. Right? Makes sense. Uh-huh. You know? And she's crying. And all I did was take out this photo. And I didn't say anything. I just showed her this photo and they turned into tears of laughter. I just sent it to you that he chose this, the portrait on the, over the mantle from the cruise ship. (laughs) 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 Why? I don't know. Why? <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> oh, they still have it, but now it hangs in their bedroom. Oh, even better! Yeah, even better. <sighs> so he's a very silly man. All righty. Uh, this week, Kenya Michaels re-enters the race before the queens drag out teddy bears, and in the maxi challenge, the queens transform straight daddies into mothers to be. In the end, Latrice and Kenya are placed in the bottom two. And forced to lip sync for their lives. After all is said and done, Lil Kenya Michaels is ass a sachet away, leaving us again with a final four. Tame of the Latte Boy, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, okay, so two things I liked about the episode were I liked, I actually liked the mini challenge for reasons that we'll probably get into when we, when we talk about it. Mm hmm. And the other thing that I liked was something that I wouldn't have liked originally when I watched the show. Mm-hmm. But now, given this podcast, yeah, I was genuinely excited for you that we got to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. because I did not. Re- and now I get it. Having watched it with fresh eyes, mm-hmm. the level of chaos that is that lip sync is I I get why you love it so much. But well, I was as it was getting closer, I was like, I can't wait till they start. 
<laughs> well, you know what's so funny is I know you're not watching Down Under, but Mm-mm. the most recent episode, which would have been for people listening later, season two, episode four, had a lip sync that was thematically the same and came very close. Where oh, it was a song, um, I think it's called Dance in the Dark by Lady Gaga. Okay. And one person took it very seriously, and one person did not. And I will tell <laughs> you, the category was Cirque de Soguet, and the person <laughs> was a clown on Heelys. So one person took it very oh. seriously, and the clown on Heelys spinning around being wacky. I won't tell I you who have goes to watch that. <laughs> I won't tell you who goes home. <laughs> and it was um, very similar. The thing I did not like was Mike. The whole idea, the whole concept, the the the, the, the being that was Mike sharing you know, needles with his dad was catching up with an, an era, you know. <laughs> and he went on to other things. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy yeah. who yeah. Why yeah, is that? Just, Why did what did that what did that touch in you? Why did it trigger you? I think it was because there was not a genuineness to him. Whereas I feel like with some of the other dads, the other, the other Dilfs, they were genuinely like trying to connect. Whereas this one, I think realized similar to what we would eventually see in episode in season six with the basketball player, mm-hmm. like of where he realized he got in over his head and then had to oh. overcompensate with it. There was that's, just, some, Oh, that's like, your take on it constantly like playing with the chest plate and then and i think he also realized that he was trying to be silly i don't even know that it was he was trying to be silly but mm-hmm. where he went into it with chad later on there was a there was something about that that was like really uncomfortable like not even like cringe uncomfortable just like really uncomfortable that he was he was feeling very threatened mm-hmm. by all of this and i just I don't like people like that. He's a bully. You can tell he's a bully in real life. And mm-hmm. that is just not something I respond to. What about you? What were your two things and one thing? Even though he was a terrible contestant, I love how hot Kenya's daddy was. Uh, uh, there was one I thought was cuter, but yes. Actually, there were, we, probably, we might agree. I thought Kenya's daddy was hot. Fifi's daddy was hot. Mm-hmm. And... um. You could stop there. Chad's daddy was pretty hot too. He's cute. Um, he was okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was okay. I didn't like his hair, but of course, you know my other thing I love was that lip sync. <clears throat> no, I, that's probably my favorite lip sync. It's just cuckoo bananas, right? Mm-hmm. Thing I did not like. We can talk about this in depth later because that's you the whole judging panel, but. Particularly led by this person, this Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I, I, ha- I specifically wrote down a comment that I figured we would be talking about later. Something he said. It might not be him. It might be just ten years later. We're in a different place. Maybe I lived for Jesse Tyler Ferguson ten years ago when I was watching this. But now, oh, really? Oh, interesting. Did anybody really live for Jesse Tyler Ferguson on Modern Family? Jesse Tyler Ferguson did. Um, messy tyler ferguson is more like it yeah a couple of people who've either been involved with modern family or somehow been involved with jesse tyler ferguson have talked about how he's not a very nice person actually which i could totally see yeah i could and then who's the husband uh cam or eric north north street whatever his name is 
I've heard mixed things about him, but mostly about how he so hates that he played a gay man that he like overcompensates in real life. I've heard from oh. a couple people this too, but like, so he's so it's Mike. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's Mike. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dita left after her elimination. Dita left a piece of cheesecake to be remembered by, and the remaining queens speculate on who will return to the race before creating picket signs to protest the reintroduction of an eliminated queen. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge that Kenya, also that Kenya Michaels has been chosen to come back in the competition. And for this week's mini challenge, each queen will get 20 minutes to drag out a teddy bear. Kenya's trans bear wows Ru, and she wins the mini challenge. After the mini challenge, RuPaul announces this week's maxi challenge. Each queen will need to transform a handsome daddy into a sexy drag queen mama. And both ladies will be pregnant for the runway. As the winner of the mini challenge, Kenya got to assign the daddies to the queens. I mean, I have the list of how they, but would it really mean anything to anybody? No. 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 All <laughs> right, Taylor, everything that happened after the elimination, everything that happens on the, everything, any note, big notes here? We can just buzz through this if you're like. But the first, I didn't have very many notes, but the yeah. first thing that I wrote was, what do you think, what do you think the, uh, the, the team, working on the show, the producers and all that kind of stuff thought when they all decided they were going to protest and write, you know, the, the, the top four and how Rue was going to take that. It's funny that you say that I have that very same, the first note I ever wrote on this entire episode Mm -hmm. is what did they expect to happen when they wore those signs? It was really bizarre. Did they really think that we're going to go like, okay, never mind, send her back? Like that was very strange. And, and your, but your question is more about the crew. What do I think? I think the well, crew was just like, I, what? No. I mean, ultimately, they had to give them the markers in the paper. So, I mean, in that regards. But is that something where they think was Rue the monster yet at this point? Of where I think that you know a later season where everybody becomes like including the contestants becomes a little more afraid of her yeah no i don't think what so we see now i don't think i was actually thinking about this in terms of mike there's a t- t- point where mike says something to her to rupaul where yeah. i feel now it would have gotten like a like a, an, a one eyebrow and a boom you know right. like but bruce just like all right i'm just gonna walk away here so no i don't yeah. think they're afraid of her quite yet um but my other question is why do you think that they chose kenya michaels that's an excellent question that I don't really understand because I don't remember her being all that great other than she was very feminine looking. And in that regard, she was she's somebody that looked very different from everybody else mm-hmm. that was standing there. So maybe that's why they did it. But mm-hmm. I don't remember her necessarily doing anything that really, really wowed me in the she was only on like, what, four episodes. She was like the fourth one to go home. Oh, she was? Okay. I'm asking that. Is that? Oh, I don't know. She was. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, so you don't know the entire trajectory of Ke- little Kenya Michaels's drag race career? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> but, um, I, and this wasn't the first time we had somebody return, right? Cause Carmen returned. Yeah. Carmen she re- said, yeah. I don't want to Carmen this, yes. which I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, that's right. Carmen came back and she was only for one episode. Yes. Um, on season three. I just, I mean, who would you have liked to have seen come back if not Kenya? Honestly, and this might sound again because she likes the show. This is truly not cut because of that. I think Dita. 
Yeah. Like, really? If you look, at, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, look at the ones who went home. Who's gone home? I mean, I guess in, in theory, Willem, but he was kicked off the show. So not Willem. Um, I'm going to have to look it up here. Hold on. Trots Away has a really good point in the chat room that says if Willem didn't get disqualified, then they probably would have brought him back just for the Fifi drama. Yeah. Um, drag Race. I'm, looking, I'm going to look over this. I want to teach this very seriously. There's a very serious thing we do here. Okay, so let me see if I let me see if I can remember. Okay. So the first one was Alicia Summers, mm-hmm. and then wasn't it? Uh, was it Lashawn Beyond? It was, and then Jiggly. No. Uh, was that? It wasn't Kenya then. Nope. No, Madam Madam Laqueer. Nope. Oh shit! I don't remember who who else. The princess. Oh, the princess. Okay, the princess. And then Madame Laqueer. Madame Laqueer. Then Kenya? Nope. Then Jiggly. Oh, you know this is tricky because... Okay, okay. Madame Laqueer. No, then Milan. Then Kenya. Oh, God, I totally forgot about Oh, wait. No, 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 no. It was Madame Laqueer, then Kenya, then Milan. Then Willem? Nope, then Jiggly, then Willem. And then Dita, and then Kenya again. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Kenya went farther than I thought she did. Yeah. Well, I mean, of the ones that were left, with the exception of Dita, mm-hmm. who else did you really want to see more that's of? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's basically, because I know people might say, well, Jiggly, but Jiggly, on this rewatch, I remember we were like, she actually was not very good. No, she wasn't ready yet. Yeah. She wasn't ready yet, especially when you compare her to All Star Six and how what a glow up she had. Yeah, and um, so honestly, and I know I know people are like, oh, the bubble, this we did, you know, but no, it's uh, <laughs> what were they like? The bubble, the rich <laughs> listens to the show, but I'm look, I'm really looking at the list. Willem was disqualified. If Willem wasn't disqualified, and I agree, it would have been Willem, but after that, I mean, I think, I mean, I guess you could make a case for Milan. Milan would be number three on that list for me. And then I can't imagine them, you know, no one, no one was asking for Madame Laqueer to come back. No, or the princess or Lashambiana. Right. I mean, Dita just on the, 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 this will be lip Mm -hmm. sync. I mean, you know, I, and while I, that was a, that was a big deal. I mean, it has become such a big deal, you know, it's, you know, top, top 10 lip syncs of the show in many in many lists so it would make sense it would make sense for dita or willem at that point but i, I wonder it. if fifi was shitting in her pants thinking that they were going to bring willem back maybe that's what the conversation was maybe the conversation was like oh don't bring willem back and they cut that out i don't know i don't yeah. know yeah all righty uh let's move on in the workroom mike comments on sharon's balls latrice gives leland an overview and tucking and Chris tells Fifi he'll do whatever he has to win. Chad's daddy James has a lot of opinions on their look. And Kenya tries to get Rick comfortable walking in heels. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to do some table visits. Fifi and Chris plan to be sexy moms while Leland worries about strutting in heels. Kenya names Rick's little mama and Mike oh names Rick little mama and Mike offers to show Ru his baby elephant trunk. Before leaving, Ru announces that in addition to walking the runway as a family, the girls will also choreograph a sexy strip tease. Tell Lati Boy any thoughts on everything that happened here so far? Um, I I really didn't write a whole lot down, That's other fine. than all of 
all of the daddies had really unfortunate fashion choices. I forgot just how ugly clothes were like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, just the ill-fitting shirts. And I mean, we were just barely missing like an Ed Hardy shirt. They probably did, but they probably could they put, probably couldn't have it because of the, you know, like some sort of licensing thing. I'm sure somebody walked in with an Ed Hardy uh hat. No, no, Von Dutch hat and Ed Hardy t-shirt. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say there is something up because Chad is really fucking grumpy this episode. Before he even gets in the fight with Mike, he's mm-hmm. just really he's grumpy that the guy's making suggestions, just grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, Chad about to die, so and Rue yeah. wanted to make her happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the table visits, you know, it's funny to see Fifi interact with RuPaul because you we know how much they'll eventually both hate each other. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of like, oh, hi, Ryu, my best friend. Um, yeah. What's up with Rick? I think his name's Rick. What's up with Kenya's guy, Rick? Like, he just seems like, speaking of the guy from the wedding, so pissed to be there, like he was tricked or something. And the interaction well, between him and Kenya is so bizarre. I didn't get, I didn't get pissed as much as I just got dumb. <laughs> Oh, I like see he what just you're he just looked like he a, a, a yam has a higher IQ than this guy. That's yeah. just what I got from from him. And then yeah. if, did he have an accent? There was something going on. I don't know what it was. It felt like sometimes he talked with an accent, and sometimes he just kind of grunted. I I don't know, but it, it was not. He he was j- just no personality at all. And I think that Kenya realized pretty quickly. She thought, oh well, because she said she goes, I got the boy with the prettiest face, so he'll become the prettiest woman, mm-hmm. which he didn't. No, and it was where just like n- no personality shining through. And then on the other end of the spectrum, then you've got Mike, who mm-hmm. has way too much personality. Yeah, and again, like I talked about before, it felt like he was overcompensating and and just was just kind of a gross person that's someone's grandfather and then they're older too they probably look back and they're so embarrassed yeah like he's the kind of guy that sent him a video of like wet ass pussy and mean it <laughs> um by the way i love that sharon now that we know everything about sharon she's embarrassed by mike like she should take new sharon should take advice from old sharon right well why, why do you think that is i think sharon well, well, you know, we hate in others what we see in ourselves because yep. Sharon, Sharon's just a gay version of that, but I'm sure she sees it as like toxic masculinity because like also that she, you know, even as annoying as he was, she couldn't intimidate him because A, he didn't, he wouldn't get it and B, it's just not going to phase him. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is some, there is some triggering on her part with his behavior Mm -hmm. just in that she was talking at one point about getting bullied in high Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if he kind of represented those bullies in some way yes because as we see later on with the um with the with the mike and chad moment Mm -hmm. at one point like she looks genuinely scared to say anything to him at one point Mm -hmm. all she kind of says is don't don't call my sister a bitch and just keeps walking yeah, she seems really, everyone seems really annoyed and tense. There was something, there's something in the, I mean, yes, Mike's really annoying. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the end of it. He's really annoying. They can't say anything. They're under a lot of pressure and they're really annoyed. All right. Why don't we do this, Taylor? Why don't we take a break and we come back? We're going to talk about the rest of the episode. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you, I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Yeah! <laughs> Back in the workroom, Latrice has turned Leland into Rick James. Fifi's Chris would welcome a gay son, and Fifi opens up about her relationship with her father. Chad and James discuss the importance of legalizing gay marriage, and things get chippy between Chad and Sharon's daddy, Mike. It, I think this also... Um, this we skipped on the main stage choreography, but there's not much to it. But that exists, that happened, and I don't know if you had any yeah. thoughts on this. Um, I did write. He did look like Rick James. Yeah, he really <laughs> with did the, with actually. the blown out wig. Yeah. So, um, and I thought it was interesting. Again, this is going back ten years ago. Mm-hmm. The conversation about gay marriage. Um, the conversation, and that you know, mm-hmm. this was used as a platform at that point. We didn't have gay marriage yet, at least not nationally. Mm -hmm. And I think that the conversation, it was weird to see that conversation, especially because, you know, as me, as someone who is married, who is in a same sex marriage, Uh given what the world, what the world has been like over the last 10 years and where the world could be going, Mm -hmm. it, 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 caused a little anxiety in me to watch that just because we know what's happened. We know that at this point, Chad and whatever Chad's boyfriend's Nick, I think Mm -hmm. was that boyfriend's name could be, could be married for all I know, Chad and, and her partner are married, but we may live in a world in which that may be taken away from us Mm -hmm. now at this point again. So it was, it was weird to see this little moment in history Mm -hmm. that was that, you know, we didn't really know the future of. Hmm. I, Do you have I, any thoughts on that? No, I didn't. I didn't think about it that much. And I'm like, oh wow, I guess I, I feel pretty shallow that I didn't even think about. It. In fact, I kind of I wrote not crad, not crad, not Chad crying in the workroom. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it was just very like, oh god, Chad. Well, and the other, the other thing about, um, that was, this was the section in which Mike kind of came for Chad and Chad, Chad was not having it. That whole scene, I think when you got to, there might have been a little bit of joking, but when he got to the comment of where he called, called Chad sunshine, mm-hmm. that was where you saw like, and I also get that part of that is editing for our, you know, so that we know how to feel, mm-hmm. but just about that, the level of disrespect at that point is where you don't get the rules you. And I think that Chad said it really well. She goes, you know, you're not coming into our house and talking to me that way, which is almost saying it in a way that he would understand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, because I'm sure I am sure that Mike is not disrespected in his own house, but to get it from that way. And even then, like, I think he had time to think about it or somebody said something. Cause then the next day, he was like, well, everything I said, I was just joking, yeah. which again is a typical straight guy. You know, I'm going to call you a faggot. I'm going to punch you in the arm like a little joking thing, but it's going to be punching a little too hard and go, what? I'm just a joke. You can't take a joke. Yeah. I feel that this episode really triggered you. I, I just really, I remembered, I didn't remember anything about him until he came out for where they, when they first introduced the Dilfs. And then I was like, oh, you're the, you're horrible. And I was right. I remember that as much as I don't remember most of season five correctly. I mm-hmm. do remember this. I did. I was like, yeah, no, I did remember hating this guy then. Yeah. And I hate him now. Uh, I really don't have that much to say about him. I, I did laugh though on just really quickly. I want to comment on this during the, the choreography. Chad was choreographing the dance with his partner and Chad was like butching it up. He was like, yeah, bro. And like gave him a high. I'm like, what, what is going on here, Chad? No one, well, no one. I think it's this. a weird energy in there because you have mm-hmm. all of these queens who are all about the feminine, right? Mm-hmm. And then you bring in these five guys that are all very masculine. I would say 80% of them are very masculine. And then it's just this weird combination of, well, I'm not, I'm not able to act the way that I normally do. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't really know how to. So, so it's almost like the the um the the queens almost had to kind of where they were almost it was almost like a makeover challenge of sorts in which they had to figure out how to adjust in a world in which all of this testosterone is coming in. Um, you just reminded me of something. Do, do you know what my hypothetical drag name would be? Latina Fay. Correct. I've decided I might be changing it. I may have come up with a better one. Which I is? Be, what do you think of this one? And then we'll talk about me doing drag in a second. <laughs> but what do you think of this? Becca DeBupo. <laughs> I love, I love the name Becca DeBupo. That is kind of a really good name. Yeah. I want to be Becca DeBupo. But now I'm going to switch gears. Because people who don't really understand what it is I do, what I cover, blah, 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 they always think that because I talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, that I want to... (laughs) I'm trying to vamp, but like it's like Taylor says something, and then he puts the mic on mute, and then he literally has... like he's, He's in a gas chamber. Like I'm Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Or I'm coughing into a bloody handkerchief. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All of a sudden, I... But I'm trying to vamp and talk slower and tell a lot of words so you get time to do this. And I'm like... I, I appreciate I just, that. I'm I, laughing. I love you for it. But anyway, uh, people are... They're always asking me, 
oh, do you want to do drag? And I go, the truth, and this is being dead on, dead honest truth. I have no desire to do any female illusion. Right. But today I was driving. And Neither I was, does Lori. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> today I was driving and I was like, I would 100% be a cisgender drag king. Oh, what? I wonder how that would. Well, you're gay, so it yeah. would be. It wouldn't be like a straight guy coming in. It would. You wouldn't be metamorphosis. No, no. The, the drag king of yeah. And and I I would like basically dress like a village person, but um, but like you know how it came up today because I was listening to the show and the fact that <clears throat> you know it came up. Um, there's on this latest episode, uh, Nathan tells a story about he saw somebody and they weren't going to get arrested. It's a whole thing, right? But somebody asks in the chat room, well, isn't your mom the mayor? Couldn't you ask what was going on? And he talked about it. And then I was imagining, cause I've seen pictures of Nate's mom, Nathan's mom on social media. I was imagining her with a top hat and a sash that said mayor. <laughs> and a monocle and a monocle and i was thinking i would 100 percent wear that and then i was like where would i wear that and i go oh if i was a drag king i would 100 percent host a show where i'm wearing a top hat and a monocle and a sash that said mayor or just like a so fireman you, <laughs> you know so you'd be the monopoly guy basically. yeah or like an old-timey strongman with the the white one piece and like carrying like the dumbbell and a big curly q mustache you mm-hmm. know or dress like the Iron I'd give you a dollar. Yeah, thank you. I think I should look into being a cisgender drag king. But what songs would you lip sync to? A bio king. What would a bio king lip sync to? Hmm. Oh, I oh Watch I know. Well, no, I already got one. Um, this will go. We want Thousands of people are singing about the man on the flying trapeze. I am the only one in the world who knows who he really is. Once I was happy, but now I'm forlorn. Like an old coat that is tattered and torn. Left in this wide world to weep and to mourn. Betrayed by a maid in her teens. Oh, this maid I loved was so handsome. I would definitely cut it down. And I tried all I knew how to... But anyway, I would do songs like that. I'd basically be like Bio King Tammy Brown. It was a very good year. You could do that. That's a that's a good Oh by Frank Sinatra? Uh, yeah. I love that song. That song reminds me of my grandfather for some reason. Oh. Uh, all right, it's Elimination Day, and the girls and their daddies get ready for the runway. Sharon shares her experience as a victim of violence in high school. Kenya gives Rick an up-and-close and personal tucking tutorial, and Chad and Mike bury the hatchet. Uh, any thoughts on this elimination day, Taylor? It always seems like every year there is one of these where one of the girls has to help their makeovers shove shove his balls up into him. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's planned? We didn't see it this time. Usually they show them behind like some sort of like makeshift screen or something. Well, they showed that and they, they showed, did? they showed Kenya's feet at one point. Oh, I would have, I would, I would, if I were, if I were Kenya, I would try to find an excuse to do it. Right. It was so hot. Yeah. I thought he was so cute. He wasn't the cutest one. Fifi's was the cutest one. He was very cute too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that they were go. Do they do they don't even do those kinds of challenges really anymore? Right? I haven't seen one in a well, while. Okay, so let's see. The, the last one that I remember was the super fans. Mm-hmm. And then they did during quarantine. They during the pandemic they brought the uh, girls back. That was mm-hmm. the year with Tina Burner and Rose, which was just last year. Mm-hmm. Did they do one on season fourteen? Uh, how should I know, Connie? So, so if anybody in the chat room remembers what the makeover was, if they did one, please let us know. But I feel like I, I feel like I kind of remember that we talked about that they didn't do a makeover episode this year. I don't think maybe they it's did. played out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it is. Yeah. And also with COVID might have changed everything. All right, Taylor. Now it's time for the looks. The category is mommy to be. Uh, give us your thoughts here on the looks. Uh, for Latrice's, I did write down what the judges said is that the outfits didn't match at all. They just sort of looked like, uh, they just kind of, they just, she just had two dresses that she, she put together. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Fifi's was the one that really looked the most cohesive Mm -hmm. in that they were basically the same dress, only different colors. Mm -hmm. Um, Kenya's was horrible and Rick was horrible. He looked miserable, even to the point of where Michelle made a comment when they were walking down the runway mm-hmm. before she went out oh, macabre, I think was the word that she used. Yeah. Um, Sharon's was okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Chad's Delph, I wrote down looks like Leah Remini. <laughs> Michelle's best friend, Leah Remini. Yes. Yes. Um, is that everything? That's everything. Oh, there wasn't right. really a lot to there it. There's not. No. Those are the looks. Uh, all right. On the main stage, Fifi O'Hare is named the winner of the challenge, while Latrice and Kenya Michaels are placed in the bottom two, forcing them to square off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin in the end, uh, uh, Latrice is told Shantae you stay. While Kenya Michaels is asked to sashay away, Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on this episode? Well, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to sure. wax poetic on the lip sync. Uh-huh. Um, but my my thoughts were, didn't it later come out that Fifi was making up that story about her father? Oh, did it? I don't know. Wasn't it? Some, or where Fifi said that her dad used to beat her and then they, they, that wasn't true. Or I feel like there was something... Uh, there was something about that that later was discovered that it wasn't, in fact, actually true. Um, so I don't listen to Race thought. Chaser, so I, I don't know. So no, it it was this came out long before Race Chaser uh-huh. started. So the other thing is this Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah. The joke, you look like two friends in the Tyler Perry movie. Oh, I cringed. I Oh, I'm I, sorry, hold is... on. I cringe. According to Luke, I can only use the 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 form cringe. And if I, anything else, I'm super old. I cringe. I cringe. Cringe, well, Taylor. I I, cr- I cringed. So, mm-hmm. cause I am old. I don't know. Um, and I, again, uh, something that was said that 10 years later, that you could never have said something like that and not just getting raked across the coals. Yeah. Um, the, the last comment that I had was as much as we talk and as much as I know you're going to talk about Kenya mm-hmm. and the lip sync. Latrice actually did a beautiful song with beautiful, beautiful job with that song. 
mm-hmm. and really should have, I mean, despite the, the craziness and the cuckooness and the chaos, I mean, just really, it felt like she, it felt like she was in the moment and mm-hmm. watching it again, it, it was just, it was a beautiful portrayal of that song. I thought, you know, that's the, all my thoughts. Um, I thought the Fifi crying thing was so fucking cringe, Taylor. It was so cringe. It, it was so cringe. It was so cringe. Um, whether it's true or not, it was full on cringe. Next, um, I want to talk about the judging panel a little bit deeper. A lot of the judge, not just Jesse Tyler Ferguson, even though I think he was the worst, um, offender seemed really off just tonally. And again, I don't think that that was true 10 years ago, but now in hindsight, 10 years later, I felt like, Oh, this is this, the tone of this panel is very cringe. It's so cringe, you know, super cringe, super cringe. Like, Oh my mega God, cringe. I'm, I'm cringing right now. Right. Um, and so uh, in fact, it's funny. I talked to Adam Burns about it. Right, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was watching it while he said, it, and he was like, "I'm gonna die." Yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, stop! This is what he was saying when he was watching it. So, uh, but, did, but did he like Latrice and her sister? Um, yeah, or her mother. Course. Yeah, of course. I love black people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so there's that. It just seemed really out of touch. And, a, and sort of like a fossil of an, of a bygone era. You know what's funny is I don't have a lot to say about the lip sync. I mean, it is just, it, because this is an audio podcast and it's one of those things that's beautiful to watch. It's the lip sync. If you have never seen it, you can look it up on YouTube. Look up season four, episode 10, natural woman, Latrice Royale and Kenya Michaels. It is, you're right. She is giving one of the best lip syncs that's ever been on the show. Mm-hmm. And Kenya Michaels is giving one of the cr- no, it's the craziest lip sync that's ever been on the show, and the 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 contrast of those two is just alarming. Yeah, and so it is. It's just a sight to behold, and the words cannot capture it. I mean, yes, I was enthralled. I love every minute of it. I love that the judge. What's funny is the is the editors and whatnot don't see it as kooky. I think they would now. Yeah. But where like the judging panel's like, oh my god, I can't believe Kenya's doing this. Oh my god, they, they, you could, I saw um, Jennifer Love Hewitt say to Santino Rice, "This is so cringe. <laughs> this is so cringe." And I say cringe because I'm young, right? Yeah, and hip, and hip. Yeah, she's so into voguing right now. <laughs> and um. Yeah. The closest you saw to that was when Kenya took off the wig and you saw Santino go, oh, oh God, what is she doing? Yeah. And like, so... and like shook his head. Yeah. And then Michelle looked at Santino and was like, oh my God, so cringe. <laughs> she took off the wig. It was so cringe. Anyway. <laughs> but that's all I have to say about that. No other thoughts? All right. Nope. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. So for Taylor, Tea Latte Boy, and myself. So cringe. Until next week. <laughs>